Hey, Mel. Bri here. Gotta work from home today because the whole family caught a nasty... Daddy! Hey, Mikey! If you're gonna puke, find the popcorn bowl! But my availability is 110%. Coincidentally, so is my fever. <laughs> Kidding. Mel, I'm so cold but hot. Uh, but I'm gonna get you that budget. Just as soon as... Right. Mikey! Popcorn bowl! Press 1 to use Instacart and get your family's sick day essentials delivered in as fast as 30 minutes. Press 2 to keep working. Do not press 2. Just use Instacart. Brian. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Mickey broke the record at Camp Benny's on oysters, about however many you can eat. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 40 years, and along with winning numerous national and local tournaments, Captain Mickey was recently inducted into the Saltwater Legends Hall of Fame. Uh, the reason I broke the record is I don't think I had enough money in my pocket to pay for all of them. Because if you break the record, everybody with you eats free. Now here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. Hour number two already. Can you believe it? Man, that first hour went by quick. All right. Let's run down to South Texas. and Let's check in with Captain Blaine Frymood down at the South Texas Hilton. Frymood, what's up? Hello, Mickey and everybody that's listening in. What's going on? Oh, nothing. Y'all eating any oysters down there yet? <laughs> no, but I remember that night like it was You yesterday. were with me. You were with me, you and Tim Young. Yeah, I was I was one, one of the guys who got to eat for free. Well, Tim, Tim had to drive my truck home that night, remember? Oh, I was, yeah. Uh, I was dying on the vine. <laughs> yep, I remember every minute of it, and that was Boys. ridiculous. Hey, can you believe Simmons? He kept reaching in there and pulling them giant ones out and shucking them. No, he didn't want you to break there. the record. Boy, no, he didn't want me to break it. He, some yeah. baseball player for the Dodgers had the record or something, a buddy <laughs> of his. And oh, man. Said, Ain't no boy from Baytown going to come up in here and break my <laughs> record. <laughs> we did, though. It was that a team was effort, man. But it hadn't been for y'all coaching me, coaching me on, I'd have stopped at 11 dozen. How many uh, – how many years ago was that? Man, that was uh, that was back in the early nineties. Over thirty years ago. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> boy, I yep. haven't looked at them quite the same since. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, we're uh, down here in Jim Hogg County, Texas, ready for a deer hunt this morning. You got some got deer hunters? Couple, yep, got a got a couple of deer hunters, got four or five quail hunters. We're gonna mix it up this weekend and hopefully the deer move. We got the, the bad thing going on this morning and you know the word. F O G Fog E. Crazy. Fog. Crazy. Yep. Boy. Deer hunter for nightmare. Oh, I know. Last weekend we had well, we had four days in a row of rain. I had some guys in from North Carolina and Phoenix, Arizona, quail hunting, and it rained on them the whole time. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. I'm telling you, it never stopped raining. And these troopers, <laughs> they stayed on top of that quail rack and rode in that rain. And that, I mean, even with raincoats on, they still got cold. It wasn't Not cold. Bad. It was 50, it was 57 degrees, but it wasn't yeah, cold. Yeah, but when but you're some... wet, that's cold. <laughs> they killed some quail, but they'd never done it before, so they weren't. You know, their dad had been down here with that Sheffield Financial Group for 30 years in a row, and he decided he wanted to get his kids. They were old enough to come down here, so he had five boys down here. And uh, it was uh, it was quite a show. It was a good, good show for them, but uh, they had a great time. But it was it was not good quail hunting. They, the last day, that quail really started moving. The quail finally gave up, too. They said, man, we've been out here for, th- for three days without food. We're going to go ahead and get out. we got to get out moving. and eat, yeah. They had to eat, so it was it was awesome on the last hunt. But anyway, we're uh, we're getting through it. The opening weekend of deer season was hot and foggy, normal opening weekend. We did kill a few nice bucks. So we had we had about eight people here, and they killed four nice bucks. And uh, nothing extraordinary, just, you know, 130s type deer. Yeah, good but deer. mature deer. And uh, then the next, we had quail hunters, and then we had quail hunters last weekend, and now we got three or four deer hunters this weekend and four or five quail hunters this weekend and so we're uh, gonna get after it. we need we need winter to get here for this deer and every time that it's cold our big boys come out the big deer are everywhere but when it warms up you just don't see them it's uh it's too green down here they can go nibble around on the what the cover we have down here right now and all these green shoots coming up we got flowers everywhere the goat weed is crazy. The ragweed is crazy. The weeds are four foot tall. The grass is three foot tall. Millions of insects, crickets, grasshoppers, butterflies, <laughs> caterpillars. <laughs> this is, it looks like springtime down here. It is absolutely crazy down here. It's beautiful. But uh, we ended up getting four and a half inches of rain last weekend for those four days. And uh, it's already soaked in the ground, but it filled all the ponds up everywhere. But... Uh, it makes it for good down here with no dust. I love the rain down here. No dust, and it knocks all the pollen down, and it makes the deer do like it a lot. They can move. They like to move better after it's rained. So we had some extraordinary hunts right here on the front porch. Some big deer coming out, you know, like crazy. Hey, you tell me about a couple of nice tens and a big eight, and when y'all shot that scrub the other day, I was yeah. telling Bob Green about that earlier. He sent me a picture of an old scrub he shot yesterday at his place, and it. The left main beam didn't even have a tine on it. It was just slick, just a slick left yep. main beam. Yep. Sometimes you get like that. We don't have many of that, much of that down here, but we had uh, two non-typicals in the yard at one time on a Saturday, and one of them was an 11 point that looked like on its left side it had a crown. I'll send you a picture. Yeah. Instead of a no, I've, I've got a the picture. You sent it to me. Did you? Okay, I didn't know if I sent it to you or not. But yeah, anyway, I mean that weird. deer, y'all just barely drug it over to the cleaning, cleaning shed when you yeah. sent me a picture yeah. of it. Right when, yeah, right then. Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway, but but we uh, we got the other non-typical uh, day before yesterday. One of the guys that work here got it, and uh, it was a uh, it, it had a double main beam on one side with just like two points, and the other side didn't have much on it at all. It was just a weird looking deer, you know, crazy. Right. And the horn was already cracked. It was fixing to fall off. Wow. So the one the one side that had some good horns on it. But uh, anyway, well, we're, we are probably sitting on top of the world for South Texas. It's been the best dove season we've had in a long, long time. And the, dove, the doves are still here. And we had the most quail ever. And they, they actually 
sitting on nests right now, and they had babies. We got a lot of little babies running around, little chicklets, little so, bumblebees, <laughs> bumblebees. Just you know, and that's that makes the the they're real protective when they get that way. So we're not mm. seeing as many quail as we were, but uh, after that rain last weekend, they started moving much better. But and our horns are extraordinary. I can't wait for you to come down here and see every even the little deer got nice horns. You know, hey, I got Raz, a, I talked to him. Him and Rudy went to their place up there in the hill country, you know, up there around Menard. And he cannot believe how big their horns are this year. Just kaboom. They got the rain at the right time like you did. And yep, yep. he said everything's 10 and 15 inches bigger than last year. Exactly. Same here. And, you know, it's believe it or not, even with all the protein feeding and everything on all these ranches that do all the high-dollar feeding like that, this rain, when the rain hits right, it makes the horns better, whether you're doing protein or not. It just that's the biggest about deal the in all the deer studies. You know, uh, you know, <laughs> the right habitat when you get the rain vegetation. at the right time and vegetation, yep. it just pops. What they're man. eating, yep. yes, sir. Yep. And the only sad thing about the whole deal about the deer is during the drought came in, but in between rains, and that was about the time the mamas were dropping the babies, and we lost quite a few fawns. So instead of having lots of double fawns, we just got a lot of singles. But we yeah. still got way too many deer down here. We're gonna ha- in the in doe and spike season at the end of the season this year. We're gonna have to take a bunch of does, and we're gonna we're gonna do a really good sale. I'll put it on your show for you guys, and I'm, I'm gonna have a really good sale on getting some does out of here. So that'd be a good time. To Fresh take meat. The, to bring the kids. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. yeah bring the we kids got- down and turn them loose, man. Let them let them pull the trigger. You'll see when whenever you get to come down here and hunt. The horns are great, even the little deer, and there's so many does. It's unbelievable. We just haven't been taking our share of them for how many, you know, for what we've got going on down here. Right. Uh, I think, I think that every blind now you're seeing thirty to forty does, along with ten or fifteen My bucks. Gosh. Yeah, it's crazy. But you know, I'm talking does with babies, so you know your population doubles when you got when they have twin fawns and and have a good crop. So you know, there you go. So we're just. Looking really good, and the habitat's going to support the number of deer we have right now. So everything looks great. Hey, I got a question from a listener for you. Blaine says, uh, "Good morning, Captain Mick. Uh, to schedule a deer hunt, does it have to be paid in full up front, or is there a like a payment plan no. or anything?" That- no, 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 no. If you're planning ahead and you want it in an exact date that you want, we require a fifty percent deposit. But if you come on a moment's notice. And you know, we don't we don't need right. to deposit anyone. Kind Same like thing on the double trips. Later yeah. on in the year, we don't need we don't. All you gotta do is let me know that you're coming and what day you're gonna come. Just call Blaine yeah. Firemood and get it on the books and get it ready. You get me down, yeah. But it's gonna be the most wonderful year to bring kids down here. I can tell you that. Yeah, we're, uh, we're looking good. We are really looking good. To well, I can't wait till my grandson gets old enough to come sit in the stand with me. Little booger. He better He's hurry up. Too. I don't have many hey. years left. Mickey. We don't know how much time we got left, but if we make it there, I'm definitely going to bring him. Everybody, every kid I know that I've been affiliated with shot their first deer with Blaine Firemood. Every know. one of them. Hundreds and hundreds of kids have shot their I'm first telling you, I've seen some smiling faces over the years, buddy. Uh, you know, the good thing, we've been leasing this land now. This is over 40 years. We started in 1983. God, have you been family. there that long already? My sure. goodness. Yep. And I'm telling you. I was talking to our landowners, the the new landowners, the ones that, you know, this is the third generation. They said, we're going to wait about 10 more years before we sell this property. So y'all got about 10 years left. So 
that'll that'll give us 50 years in the same ranch, the same place, same 11,000 acres with the same family, except it's third generation family. My so that's goodness. probably we're probably the oldest outfitter in Texas that's kept the same piece of property, leasing the same piece of property for for 40 years, and looks like we'll make it 50 years. So that's pretty pretty significant. I'm not sure anybody else has ever done that before. I ain't never heard of it. That's, that's well, pretty most cool. Most time, the second or third generation landowners always sell out. Yeah, you know, they sell. To they do. Well, so we've been with that. Their families have seen the importance over the years of having your own property like that, and that's. Uh, oh yeah, well, all these people down here have all just inherited all the property. I mean, most of you know, this land's been in all these families for hundreds of years. Yeah. And some of it, try, some people try to keep it intact, but it's hard to do because they're you know the the kids coming up have different interests nowadays. Instead of having a, a nice piece of property, they most of our landowners have never hunted before. None of them. There's nine of our landowners left now, nine heirs, and most of them don't hunt or never hunted. And a couple of the people that own front this property or part of it, they've never even seen their their land ever. Never even seen their property. Some kids are like in their twenties. So yeah, how about yeah. that? It's pretty crazy. But uh, anyway, we're we're rock and rolling. It's a little bit slower year this year. I think you know things. People don't have the money to spend this year. So mm-hmm. for for hunting, they're all everybody's kind of tightened up a little bit with the way things have been it's just hard enough just to buy groceries and fuel these days i know must let go, go spend any money on hunting or fishing but yeah, we're surviving are t- tougher than the media lets on to be you just okay I'm we're smart really good enough to figure it out for ourselves we know so yeah well, my business is a really good barometer if people have any extra money because that's what people Mine spend too. their money extra money on on fun things hunting and fishing sure but when when you know and and Astros tickets and everything else. But as soon as the uh, things tighten up a little, people quit spending that extra money and they use it for important things. But but we're surviving. We're down here and we're ready to go. Uh, Dusty starts mid December here, and we've got the most does. It looks like Argentina down here. I don't know. We'll if be do bringing my shotgun. At, uh, Bring your shotgun. That morning be deer hunts and afternoon dove hunts. Yeah, in combination. Nothing wrong with that. On opening weekend of quail season, Mickey, it was so hot, and there was not any quail moving, but we had a combo hunt where they wanted to hunt dozen quail, and after the first morning of quail hunting, riding around for three hours and not seeing but one covey, they said, hey, can we just duff hunt this weekend? Because, I mean, it's, <laughs> it's, 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 it's unbelievable. You're riding around, and there's millions right. of doves just flushing up in those goatweed fields, and they're saying, we just want a dove hunt. We don't want a quail hunt. So we turned our quail hunt into a dove hunt. Hey, so, bird hunting's bird hunting, buddy. <laughs> well, you know, I make a lot more money quail hunting, but we turned it into well, a sure. dove hunting. Those guys just—they had a blast. It was just unreal, unbelievable. Just there's nothing better than dove hunting when you sit there and in your chair and have fun with your buddies and and hoop and holler and everybody yeah. watching each other. Dude, that's the best time that there is. Yeah, it is. Fun times. All right, man. I got to run, Blaine. If somebody okay. wants to call you about coming down and getting a deer hunt, dove hunt, what have you, quail hunt. Come on, y'all. 713-703-6656. We need some help down here. Somebody go hunting. Thank you. All right, buddy. See you, man. Thanks, Blaine. All right. That's Captain Blaine Firemood in deep south Texas down there. Well, I need to take a moment to tell everybody about the Belleville Meat Market. Speaking of deer hunting, they're having a double feature in this week. They're jalapeno pecan smoked sausage and their three cheeses pecan smoked sausage. You can actually try it before you buy it. Free samples are always available there in the store. 
full menu on pecan smoke barbecue that's served monday through sundays 10 a.m to 7 p.m and they're now taking orders for their country smoked turkeys get your order in before the holidays these are excellent and custom processing on pigs and calves all year long you can order a half calf or a hind quarter you can have it processed any way you like and their wild game processing they make vinny dogs and hog dogs that's homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs to bring something home from your hunt the entire family can enjoy all year long. The Belleville's open Monday through Saturday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Sundays, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m., celebrating over 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Well, I left Kentucky back in 49. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, it's 521 here in the Bayou City. Let's run down to Texas City and check in with our good friend, Mr. Dave Fremont, down at Boyd's One Stop and the Texas City Dyke. Dave, good morning. How are you, man? Good morning, Captain Mickey. Doing just fine on this Friday morning. Uh, Everything's just peachy. (laughs) It's a... um, a beautiful morning down here this morning. The um, There's absolutely no wind. The old bait flags are limp as a dish rag. There you go. Hey, that's what my mom used to say. She goes, y'all get out of bed. Those flags are limp as a dish rag this morning. We're going fishing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, when my mom get aggravated, she could put a little pop in that dish rag. Yeah, buddy, I've, I've had a few of them thrown at me over the years. <laughs> Not to mention other things, but hey, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's beautiful. It's slick as glass. It's bay water. It's uh, you can see a long way this morning. Even with uh, patchy fog at times, it's still uh, most of it's uh, just high enough up to where you can still see a long way. And uh, when the water gets slick like this, them lights coming off from the refineries and everything. Uh, really show up got a few boats heading out got a few that's going to be launching the ones ones passing by me right now and i think they're going to have a real good morning and as you were mentioning having one of your or the best stringer of of your history of fishing uh on this date back in november some years ago 1989 uh, it's like yesterday. this is a good this is a good time it's a good time to to be doing it Well, life is good in the state of Texas in November, this time of year. There's a lot going on in the outdoors people can enjoy. Yeah, and the uh, the weather is so, uh, I don't know that it ever has been predictable, but it seems to be just extra unpredictable right now. It's just hard to yes. tell. I know the weathermen, uh, weathermen and women, they don't have it figured out by any means, but you just... Just about just pull up the radar and uh, and give yourself your own weather forecast. That's about what it's going to be. But uh, it's uh, it's been very very mild. Uh, you know, it's uh, here we are, the middle of November, Mickey. I yep. mean, the Farmers Almanac predicted a very cold winter for us, uh, and they're running 
and we still get it. You know, January and February has been well. Christmas, season. you know, that <clears throat> we usually if we're going to pull a good one, it's always around Christmas time. That big Christmas freeze. Yeah, we've seen that, and a February one too. You know. Yeah, <clears throat> we had a massive one back there. Was that eighty three or eighty four when when it just stayed so cold it stayed below freezing that was the 12 days of christmas that was 83 that was unbelievable oh it was yeah we we had some wild weather we had hurricane alicia and that big freeze all within six months or so you know apart just uh unbelievable but so far so good here and uh it's going to be a it's going to be a good day of fishing i can i can feel it even the even the folks fishing the rocks here on the dike, Mickey, have had a very good week. The, the ones that like to wrestle those big uglies and mm-hmm. and those bull reds have really put on a show this last week. Some of them have caught as many as seven, eight, ten bull reds in a sitting, Dang. just having a good time. All they do is just uh, try to wear them old fish out and uh, get them on on the bank take a picture and slide them on back in the water and that's exactly what they do and i think some of them old bull reds enjoy it they say hey man i'm gonna let that guy give me a tug and he's gonna let me go but they uh they've been catching some good ones and then uh a few slots to boot which is always nice to see you don't see an awful lot of slot reds caught here on the bike uh, except by the wade fishermen around mosquito island on skyline drive but the ones that are just uh rock hopping and enjoying the sitting around and chewing the fat and having some bait in the water. Usually if you're going to get something, it's going to be a, a big old bull red. But uh, when they get thick in this area here, like they are now with the, with a run, it's always cool to see all these, <laughs> these folks that don't expect it. They're out there with a piece of peeled shrimp and chunked out about 10 or 15 feet, you know, just trying to catch anything and have a big old red jump on their line. It's always kind of funny to see when that happens. And it does this time of year. But um, a few uh, sheephead uh, as well be caught. Nothing like they like they do around the jetties over there on the north and south jetties of Galveston. Uh, that's got to be a sheephead capital of the world around there, Mickey. Oh, yeah. That, uh and it's we'll we'll be getting into sheep season here before too long, man. Like we, the last couple of years, I've seen more sheephead than ever. You know, like in January, February, early March. Boy, they just they roll them out, buddy. They really do, and I've I've seen an awful lot myself. Well, the last of the last five or six years has been has been really really good. Uh, if uh, if you like catching those things, and I I do, I don't mind it, and I like eating them, and uh, ain't no problem. I'm glad to see there's a good population. You know they they kind of take care of them. They've got a limit on you know size and how many you can take home, and mm-hmm. but they've been they've made a big comeback for a while. They seem like they were kind of slim in our area. I don't know if that was the case anywhere else, but uh, it's it's they've come back with a vengeance. There's a there's a good uh, good supply of them, just as there are bull uh, reds and and even the even the slot reds. You get in the right spots. Just a a real good fishery right now. I'd say we we had some rough times for some years, but uh, some things are picking back up. If we could get those old speckled trout to to come around and uh, and get, get some meat on their bones and yeah, get back to some up, of those. Sure. 
Yeah, I guess some of those are made uh, like they used to be where you can really catch some nice ones. You still can. You just got to work a little bit harder. But anyway, it's going to be a good weekend, Mickey. It looks like um, Boyd's has got some uh, root. We have shrimp. And uh, I saw some real nice finger mullet to boot. So it looks like they're in pretty good shape on the live bait situation. And then uh, plenty of dead stuff. Yesterday we had a, an abundance of big old number one blue crabs. And we put a sale on Ooh. for those. I think we had those going for $3.33 a pound. And oh, one old fella, he well, messaged that's me saying. Actually, that's cheap. Yeah, for today's, I see over my way for you know number ones. Geez. Yeah, for today's prices, that it's kind of hard to use the word cheap nowadays. But that is a low price well, yeah, form. Yeah, yeah, that is a hard word. It's not much of <laughs> our vocabulary anymore. Cheap. <laughs> yeah. Remember when you used to but go to the, the old bait camps and they'd have their live tanks just about an inch of water in them with all them big giant crabs crawling around in them. You can pick them out yourself for five dollars a dozen. Yeah, that's Those uh, were the days, you, weren't they? Yeah, some of the old folks that uh, that will message me or holler at me and say, "Hey, what's this deal about selling them by the pound? What's the deal?" I <laughs> said, "Well, man, everything, everything's kind of turned into that way." And they say, "Well, we used to always just get them by the dozen." I said, "Yeah," and, and that was the good old days. But the some places still, still get do. by the dozen anymore is donuts. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but the. Uh, just the way things go, man. Things change in terms of the count, and uh, but it's the same either way. You know, you, whatever it is, it is in terms of the price. And but uh, those old crabs didn't last long. Well, one old fellow messaged me saying, "Hey, you better not be fibbing, fella. I'm coming down from Sugarland." And he did. He come down and got a box of them. And but they went quick. And Jason, if he gets a, he told me he had about ten or twelve boxes. He said, "Man, we need to move them." So I think he put out some feelers and moved a few too. But anyway, that's the deal. I don't think we have any of those this morning. I, w- I went by and uh, checked them out, but they did have some crabs in the box. But they they look like twos and even some threes in uh, in another box for for fishing and uh, i'm sure those won't last long on a morning like this but anyway plenty of other bait everything's good we uh boyd's grill uh they've had <clears throat> they've had gumbo and uh etouffee this last week for a few days got me itching i i cooked up a big pot of gumbo at the house a couple of days ago mickey and i've been i've been eating it for breakfast so i'm in good shape <laughs> yeah you are I mean, <clears throat> nothing wrong but, with that That's, well uh, we got it uh Anyway, Boyd's has got uh, everything you need. The grill's good. We got some of those nine twelve shrimp, and uh, I think I've talked myself right into a corner, Mickey. <laughs> well, talk—that's better than painting yourself in a corner, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Or mopping yourself into a corner. Yeah. Well, it's always good to get on and and, uh, and talk to you uh, on this Friday morning and kind of go over what's what's happening here on on uh, on and along the Texas City Dyke and uh, it's just been uh, it's been my mainstay for many years and it don't take much to make me happy and this old dyke has made me happy many many times and I'm hoping I get a few more before it's all done and over with. But uh, well, you cut your it, teeth down there. <laughs> Yeah, and I'm about to lose them on down here. <laughs> That's it. Hey, you're cutting teeth, and then you're losing them. That's something how the uh, life cycle works. That's it. And be thankful. 
Be thankful yes. you had the years to do it. You got that right. Well, keep enough chew on some of them good nine twelves down there. <laughs> I took some of those and put them in the gumbo. They like it's, oh, they just man. they just stand out. And I mean, you got to really work. You got to bust them up in half with a fork or a spoon, you know, and and work right. on uh, enjoying those shrimp. That's a that's a big big mouthful. One of those. Well, like, when I do gumbo, I like using those big ones and just cut them up. Them little bitty oh, popcorns. I, I mean, you don't get the flavor out of them like you do out of them big ones, man. Yeah. And I don't have to spend so much time peeling them and deveining them and all that uh, stuff. No, you know, can you imagine having to peel a bunch, you know, a bunch of them little popcorns? Oh, boy. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. Back in the days, I did it uh, uh, a lot of times for about a buck fifty an hour. <laughs> and it, <laughs> yeah. uh, that was back then. That was back then. But, uh, yeah, I got some, got some memories of, of dealing with those shrimp as a, as a kid back there, especially with Gene Boyd when he first opened the place, it had me in that old freezer back there boxing up them little one-pound boxes and with those little bitty old 70 to 75-count shrimp. And away we would go. We'd go peddling them shrimp, even up around all them lakes up there on them fellas that called in and talked to you around right. the lakes. We would we'd take shrimp all the way around up them places and uh and people would say, man, those are table shrimp. <laughs> those little video shrimp, because they weren't used yeah. to seeing them. And, and, old Gene, and old Gene would kick right in. He said, well, heck yeah, they're table shrimp. <laughs> but uh, they, were, they taste the same, man. They're all good. The size doesn't have any any effect on the taste. If they're taken care of and processed right and, and frozen in fine fashion, they'll, they'll treat you right. They'll, they'll make whatever you cook taste good. You got that right. All right, Dave. Well, hey, it's always good to talk to you on Fridays. If somebody wants to call Boyd's or come down, give them some info how they can get plugged in down at Boyd's One Stop. Well, Boyd's One Stop would be happy to see you. And they're on 227 Dyke Road. Just as soon as you come on off of Bay Street onto the onto the dike on Dyke Road, officially we're not on the dike until you get over Skyline Drive. i, I tend to argue about that because when i was a kid there wasn't no skyline drive and now there was all of, all, all of it was the dike but anyway uh come on down and uh we're on the right hand side as you're coming on and we'll fix you up with whatever you need for fishing or eating and uh 409-945-4001 the number and has been and y'all have a great weekend everybody be safe and always good to visit with you mickey uh, I, I appreciate it all right, buddy. Dave, you have a good one. And if I don't, well, I won't be talking to you before then. So happy Thanksgiving to you and your family, buddy. Y'all have a good one. Uh, the same back at you, the same to you. And when, uh, we'll be listening to you. You got it. See you, buddy. Later. Bye bye. All right. That's Texas City Dave down at Boyd's One Stop. Time for a break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. Live from the Twin Peaks Studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. Final segment already. Today has flown by for sure. All right, it's 540 here in the Bayou City. Let's run down to Galveston. Let's check in with Captain Steve Hillman. Stevie, what's up, man? Not much. What's up with you this morning? Not a lot. Not a lot. Just getting ready for another day in paradise. I know it. <laughs> yeah. Nice weather this morning. Nice and calm, I think, isn't it? 
it's come across the board all the way to Port Isabel. <laughs> wow. Wow. It really hasn't been calm. A little this bit week. of fog in some areas, but I didn't see any, you know, coming in this morning, but Yeah. I'm just now getting to the ramp. There's maybe a little bit of ground fog. It's it's nothing to worry about really. Nothing like I don't know, man, probably three weeks ago down in Matagora. I don't know why it gets so much foggier. It seems like it gets foggier down there. It does. It does here in Galveston. I don't know, just all the marsh area, low-lying areas. But, man, I, I don't know what that's all about. But I remember when I used to cut through going down there, pulling my boat, you know, <laughs> cut through Bailey's Prairie right through there. It was always foggy there. Oh, man, I'm telling you. you know, I put in there and sergeant most of the time. Uh, usually don't drive to the harbor. And uh, winding around through Caney Creek, coming out in the ditch. You got all that barge traffic, and, mm-hmm. and uh, we were coming through there that day, me and Corey, and, I mean, you couldn't see 50 yards. It was it was a white knuckler, man. It was <laughs> uh, it was something else. And then come up on a double-wide barge, a tug pushing two barges double-wide. You can always tell when you're getting close, you see, the, you see the wakes or the prop wash or something. But, of course, I'm not – I'm going through there like 15 miles an hour. Then you have somebody in a tower boat blow past you at 40 in that fog, yeah. which just blows my mind. But anyway, but now, uh, damn the torpedoes full speed ahead, baby. I'm telling you, but it's been another, it's pretty much take last week's report and replay it. It's the same thing. Right. It's, it's, it's fun. It's good fishing. You know, it's easy fishing. Um, I mean, every day we're, we're doing real well. As we're supposed to this time of year, you know. Only right. if I could, if I could change anything, it'd be, it'd be a, a little better quality trout would be nice, but you can't have it all. No, you, you know, can't. I guess on average, on average, um, for our bay, I'm seeing a little bit better quality. This is not saying much, but a little better quality overall compared to this time last year. Right. And when I say better quality, just maybe a few more three three and a half pounders mixed in you know right. uh as opposed to a lot of just cookie cutter 15 and a half 16 and a half we're catching a lot of fish in the, in the 17 to 19 inch range and uh i think day before yesterday one day i caught one that was 22 inches and that's kind of an outlier you, you don't, don't see it. I'm, I'm not yeah i know i'm not seeing a lot of those and then right. and then i had uh that one guy caught one that was that was, uh, I don't know how long it was, it was, a little over four and a quarter the other day. But uh, but most of them were just regular old fish, and uh, the pattern hadn't changed at all. It's the same exact thing I've been doing. Water temperature's holding like around 63 to 65, which not my favorite water temperature, really. I, I like to see it in the upper 50s, you know, mid to upper 50s, and it really gets easy then. Those fish really tighten up. Um, the fish we've been messing with, and I'm fishing all over the place. I mean, I fish three different bay systems in in four days, but everywhere I go, it's pretty much the same. Uh, this week, they're they're not as tightened up as as they were after that last front. Well, it's but warmed up, but we get this yeah. next front, it'll it'll all come back. We fight that every year: warm ups and then cool downs, and at uh, the backside of those cool downs when they really stack up. Exactly. But it's still it's it's still easy. It's like yesterday morning. I mean, honestly, we made we made two drifts, and then we were we were looking for redfish. You know, it was mm. it was pretty good stuff. 
couldn't find any keeper reds yesterday. We caught a couple that were just under uh, 20 inches and, and caught two, I think, two more flounder yesterday, uh, catching so many flounder that, that are like, I don't know, 16 to 20 inches, just good solid mm-hmm. flounder. We had six the other day. But um, one thing to do with those, take a picture of them, let them go. Caught a stingray yesterday. Couldn't oh, believe that. Boy. Yeah. yeah. I hooked into it. I'm like, man, this is a foul hook trout or something. This doesn't feel right. And I, I told the guys, it feels like a stingray, but there's no way it's a stingray this time of year. And sure enough, little dinner plate size stingray. Oh, those and are the uh, worst kind, them little landmines, man. Oh, I didn't even mess with it, man. I just took my knife and cut it as close to the jig head oh, as I could. Yeah, yeah. Let him have it. It's just I a remember, jig head. I remember one morning, uh, we're actually in East Bay. We're on, we're on Hannah's. I remember it like it was yesterday. It's just probably 10, 12 years ago. And uh, and I think I had Mike Silva and and, uh, and, and Pete and Roland with me, Altinger. And, and uh, Pete caught, he caught a stingray like first drift of the morning. And he he wanted his lure out of it for some reason. And he, and it, he paid the price for it. It stuck him right in between the, the thumb on. and the forefinger. Oh, yeah. It stuck him first first thing in the to morning, Pete? man. I yeah, yeah, sure did. I'd forgotten about that, but right there in that little crack between your thumb and your and your yeah. pointer finger. Oh, yeah, that's man. how we, that's how we started our day that day. But uh, but no, we're still just. He did he fish all day after that? Yeah, yeah, he did. He's tough. Those guys He's are tough. More of a man than I am. Golly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, boy, in that little uh piece of skin there it's hard to put that in water unless you got something deep to put some hot water in to submerge your hand in that's crazy yeah no it swelled up on him it, it, he, he kind of hey, took a break there for a while if i had a 20 dollar lure <laughs> on and a stingray had it he could he could own it he could just have to wear it for the rest of his life because I, I, I i've seen that I'm happen too you. many times and blaine one time just to get a treble hook back he was fishing with live bait and some woman caught a stingray he's out on a channel or somewhere and he called me he said man i got the hook outs in that thing and was going to flip it off and he just wrapped his tail around my wrist and just pulled it in right under oh. his thumb right under the fingernail on his right oh my thumb. god that's yeah. horrible what i do i said man start that motor up and get some hot water and a gatorade bottle or something and just stick your thumb in it yeah man boy nah, it's... but no we're uh we're still just drifting i mean we're catching them over over mud over scattered shell and in two and a half foot of water and we're still catching some fish out in six and seven foot of water right over hard shell um it's just nothing's the pattern is is identical to what it has been for the last three or four weeks uh, yeah. i did have a slow day uh oh man wednesday is my second day with the guys from michigan and uh I went completely off the reservation. I just, I decided to do something just that I did last year that really worked well for me. Just trying to get a change of scenery for them and for, for me. I mean, the day before we hammered them, but, uh, maybe I got a little too confident and I thought I could go do something really silly and it didn't work at all. (laughs) And, uh, (laughs) we caught, we caught, we fished till nine o'clock in this in this area and, and caught one undersized red and uh i actually pulled the boat out of the water and trailered and uh ended up believe it or not we ended up in matagorda and uh 
and we didn't start fishing again until 10 o'clock, maybe even later than that. And we ended up catching 10 or 11 legal fish. Uh, the guys had kept, kept quite a few the day before. So they only, they only kept, I think six or seven trout and maybe a red, but, mm. but, um, but it was really slow. I think we got there after the bite had already, had already, uh, happened because and the wind had kicked up but it was just everything i've been doing down there now we caught some little fish mixed in but everything i've been doing it, it just it wasn't working and i think i heard you talking to charlie the other day maybe yesterday i think i think that was the same day he said his bite was early so um yeah i, I guess we just missed it there but man you just get tired of doing the same thing all the time you got to go do something different you know no <clears throat> But, uh, I mean, some of these areas I'm fishing, I had to finally delete my tracking the other day. You couldn't even see where we're drifting. It was just solid black, you know, but, uh, but no, it's, it's fun. It's, it's good fishing. Just everything on soft plastics. I haven't even attempted to throw a top water this week. Everything's been on worms and, uh, eighth ounce pro elite jig head slamming chicken paddle tail, uh, chicken on chain was the best color yesterday don't know that it really mattered honestly i really don't but uh it was a little overcast it was mist and rain so we went we went with darker colors with that overcast sky you know the sun's real bright we'll go with the lighter colors lime truth chartreuse silver glitter and and then uh there for a couple of days that that mirror lure uh little john xl that their version of chicken on a chain uh was a really good really good bait there for a couple of days too but again i just don't think it I don't think it's a big deal. I think it's it's more about being on some fish that want to eat, and uh, and these fish are still in they're still in snapping mode. They're still eating. They're still feeding good pretty much every day. But uh, looks like we'll be able to do whatever we want today. It's, it's yeah. slick calm. We'll go do some different stuff. But, yeah, you can pretty much go where you want today. It's, yeah, but uh, but that's it, man. Just uh, just fun fishing. That's good to hear. Yeah, just getting bit every day, which is what it's all about. Like, bites, you know, got to get them bites. Wish, wish the, uh, wish the size was a little better, but it is what it is. We got to, yeah, deal with the hand that that we're dealt. So, hopefully, a lot of these fish can stay in the system, like we say every year, and, and start getting some size to them in the next few years. Hopefully, yeah. Well, we've been saying that for what about six years now. That's right. That's NCLC. right. We're talking about. Talking about the other day, man, everything really, everything that happened, all those stack up years and everything before Harvey, before August of 2017, all of that's pretty much irrelevant because this bay got flushed in 2017. We basically started over. We started over six, little over six years ago. So all this good old day talk and all these stack ups and all the stuff we did, none of that really matters because we all start, you know, we started over six years ago. That's right. But, uh, Anyway, the one thing we do need oh, help well. with is habitat. So hopefully we can continue to get some habitat help each year, rebuild sure. some of these oyster beds and keep some of these smaller trout in the system and, and get this thing back to what it was seven, eight, ten years ago. I'm with you. I'm on the train, buddy. Put me on the train. <laughs> All right, Steve. Well, hey, if somebody wants to call you about fishing with you, give them, give them a number, man. All right, man. 409-256-7937. All right. We'll go out there and uh, do your thing today. Be safe and uh, catch them up, buddy. All right, man. I appreciate it. Later. Thank you. All right, Steve. Thank you. See you, man.
All right. Unfortunately, that's all the time we have for today's show, but we'll be back in the morning, bright and early, 4 a.m., right here at Sports Radio 610, KILT Houston. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Old Man Winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, Old Man Winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details.